Sisters and elders, welcome to the Preach My Gospel training podcast. I'm your host, Julia Carlson, and today we have with us Elder Jose Alonzo of the 70, who's an executive director in the missionary department. Elder Alonzo, you served as a young missionary in the Mexico Hermosillo Mission and also with your wife in the Mexico Tijuana Mission. Is that right? That is right. Thank you so much for being here with us oh, today. Oh, thank you. What a privilege to be here. Yeah. And we also have with us today Melanie Foote, who is the senior manager of learning and development in the missionary department. And Melanie served in the California Los Angeles Mission and has worked with missionaries pretty much her whole career. Melanie, thanks so much for being here with us. It's just a pleasure to be here. Thank you. Today we're talking about the role of invitations um, in helping missionaries fulfill their purpose. So I kind of want to start with this. When you think about the Savior's ministry, uh, what do you learn about how he invited others? Well, first, I think it's important to understand both the why and the how. And as we look at the why, why the Savior invited, the Father's plan allows us to overcome both physical and spiritual death. And in order to overcome spiritual death, we have to make steps to have faith in Christ, Jesus Christ, and His atonement, repent, be baptized, receive the gift of the Holy Ghost, and endure to the end. That's the doctrine of Christ. And so as we look at the Savior's ministry, everything He did was to invite people to live His doctrine. And the way we live His doctrine, Julia, is through making and keeping covenants. And as we look also at how missionaries can invite and work with others, they can follow the Savior's example in inviting them to live this doctrine. And they can invite people to take steps that will help them act, that, and they can see their faith grow. They can also make the necessary changes in their lives to repent, and then prepare to make their first covenant, which is the covenant of baptism. And so as we look also at how the Savior invited I love learning from the scriptures. First, he was so motivated out of love for others. It was pure love. He invited all to come unto him and partake freely. He worked one by one. He knew the needs of the people and he would go to where they were at and he would work with them individually and he would personalize what he did as he invited them. He was bold in how he invited, but not overbearing. And he didn't have a set rigid approach or very rigid process. His goal is to help us to all come back to our Father's presence and that we can partake and become joint heirs with Him. And the missionaries have such a beautiful opportunity to be able to participate directly in inviting people to the Savior. I love that. Another thing is that the gospel of Jesus Christ is true. And because of His love and because we love our neighbor, there is a joy on extended invitations to everyone. It's not just a, like a kind of duty as a missionary. It's an opportunity to feel the Lord's love and express love to those that we are uh, assigned to, to teach or to, to share the gospel. Uh, what a great insight that um, we can feel joy as we extend invitations more than just like a burden to extend them or the duty to extend them. How can we follow the Savior's example as we extend invitations? What can we do to, to follow the things we know he did as he invited people? Well, I, I, I think that uh, the Savior all the time wanted to bless people. His purpose was to bless people and, and encourage them to receive those blessings by extending invitations. It's because of his love. It's not just because he had the responsibility to inviting us to, to come unto him and to come to our Heavenly Father. 
is because of the law. So the Savior all the time wanted to bless people and inviting them to follow him to receive those blessings. So the Savior invited people because his love to them. Yeah, what a great example. I, I was also thinking about, again, how we can follow the Savior's example in this way. I think first off, we have to be converted ourselves to the gospel, and we have to be living those those principles ourselves. When we've had an experience in with prayer or attending church or reading the Book of Mormon, um, I think we can extend those invitations in a much more powerful way when we're when we're talking with people. Yeah, Elder Alonzo, what do you remember about you? Told me you got baptized when you were fifteen. Yes. What do you remember about the missionaries inviting you? Well, I feel joy to remember what happened in my first lesson. Uh, what they did was, well, they taught me about the plan of salvation, the restoration, and they introduced the Book of Mormon to me, and, and they uh, showed to me the Book of Mormon. And they said that the Book of Mormon contained the fullness of the gospel, and I wanted to learn about that. So they invited me to read the Book of Mormon. But they invited me to read it with the intention to learn something. And then they invited me to ponder about what I have learned to apply in my life. Hmm. And at the end, they invited me to pray with the intention to receive an answer to my questions or concerns about the the church, and uh, about the Savior, about the Book of Mormon. So they invited me, and I got the message, and I did it, and I received the answer. I felt that those invitations were normal, natural, but powerful. Yeah. Do you remember anything about what helped you from reading the Book of Mormon that first time? What was it that you were able to take and apply in your life? Well, uh, uh because uh, they, they invited me to read uh, 35, chapter 11. What I remember is when the Savior was inviting people to come unto him. <laughs> so I wanted to follow him, yeah. and I wanted to follow his example. So I, I, I prayed. I, I want to be part of this church because I want to follow him, follow our Savior. Yeah. Thank you so much for sharing that. Thank you. You know, as you were talking, Elder Alonzo, about this idea of receiving those powerful invitations and that you had a desire to make those steps. I think that's so important. When, when we think about invitations from a, a standpoint of missionaries making those invitations, I think we first have to be converted ourselves to, to those things. And, as the, and then we go to where people are at. And they express their desire and their commitment to serve the Lord. Sometimes I, f I remember feeling so much pressure as a new missionary, thinking, I've got to convince these people to do mm. this. But when really it was about teaching in a clear and simple way with your testimony and then having opportunities for that person to, to choose to accept or reject that invitation. And I've never felt, again, the word joy you've used and love uh, more joy than when these people would start to make those steps. And one thing that I have learned is that if we focus on the Savior, 
his gospel and his example, we will feel the spirit of invite people. If we focus on invitations, probably we will lose what the Spirit is telling us about the needs for the family or the, the, the sister or brother that we are teaching. Focus on the Savior. Focus on Him, His gospel. So we need to, to study the scriptures, to study the gospel, and, and, and get that uh, feeling of uh, love and joy of the gospel, and then invite people to come unto Christ. I love that. I would just add one more thought. I, I, I'm thinking also, so start with that foundation of the Savior, but then as you're teaching, you're also focusing on others. It reminds me of an experience I had as a, a new missionary. I remember going out and just so badly wanting to do missionary work in the right way, and um, I was too focused on me in that process. I know also Heavenly Father made up for the difference because I felt it in the process. But I remember as I, I continued to serve, um, I was later in my mission, I had a, a good companion who was very wise and very bold one day with me. Um, we had gone in to teach a, a young woman, and when we were walking out, she she talked to me. She said, she said, Sister Cottom, she goes, we may need to work on listening skills a little bit more. And I at first it kind of took me back, but then I started thinking about that experience that I'd had with this person. And I probably was more focused on myself and making sure I was checking the boxes as a new missionary or even had gotten into a routine. And then I was on, on that person and listening to her and what her needs were and finding out where she wanted to grow and learn and how she wanted to accept the Savior's invitations for her. The Savior is the foundation. And then as we focus on others, which is what his example was, we will have opportunities to... I, th I think teach in a, a more powerful way and also teach with the Spirit, and the Spirit will guide the conversations. I think that's a great example, Melanie. You know, the general handbook uh, instructions for members sharing the gospel says when our invitations are based on a person's needs and interests, he or she is more likely to accept those invitations. So understanding the needs and the interests of the person and really recognizing this is the Savior's invitation to them. Um, what, what can we do to help our invitations feel natural and normal and relevant while we're teaching people? Well, one thing is, as has been said, if we focus on the Savior and we use the scriptures, the words of the Savior, it will be more natural and the people will feel and understand that it, that invitation is coming from Him through us instead coming from, from us because we have the responsibility. In a more natural way is we need to listen to the people with greater love to them and then uh, try to ponder what is in reality the question or the concern that they have and then use the scriptures and, and help them to find the, the, the answer and the invitation will come in a normal, natural way. Uh, so use the scriptures, focus on the Savior, listen to the people, will help us in, in that regard. Yeah, you're making me think of the scripture that says, perfect love casteth out all fear, that our love for the Savior and our love for the people can help us move past um, being scared of invitations and, and would, would our love will help us want to invite, like you said, and to feel that urgency to invite. 
Um, I'm really curious about this. The missionary purpose includes both inviting and helping. So we've talked a little bit about inviting, but tell us what does the helping part look like when I'm, I've invited someone, but now how do I help them? There's a phrase that is in Preach My Gospel chapter 11 that really stands out to me. And it says, extending an invitation without following up is like beginning a journey without finishing it. Hmm. And for me, following up and helping are very linked and connected. And so I think we have to remember that we're, we're inviting people to take steps so that they can make covenants in their life. And the covenants are the same. Where people are at on the path, we, we sometimes have to go to different places to help them make those steps. And when we extend an invitation, it, we also are extending multiple invitations over time. And so it's a process and change can be hard. Preach My Gospel talks about that personally. And I've experienced that personally in my life. When we're trying to change something, it takes time. And so I think as we as we think more pragmatically about that, what does that look like for for a missionary in a day-to-day effort as they're they're helping people? I think prayer is an extremely powerful principle. And I've seen miracles happen from that. I also think really ensuring that we're working with members. Hmm. In the process, especially if those members are the ones that are the person that they've referred to is a family member or friend, they would know best how to help. Or ward leaders may provide really wise counsel and direction about how to help as well. But those are just a few thoughts I'd love to hear from Elder Alonso. As well. Oh, th- thank you so much. Members, if the missionaries are providing that kind of feeling because of the Holy Ghost, the members, interaction with the members. Uh, conversation with members or leaders. So occasionally we can invite one of the leaders during our teachings, just use the technology mm-hmm. and invite him to join us to the, to the lesson and share just a brief testimony or a, a comment or an experience to connect the friends of the church with the members. And now we will have a great uh, support to them. And not all the time you need to extend an invitation and provide help. Several times you are helping them to be prepared to receive the invitation. And as a follow-up, continuing with that help, and they will continue growing in their uh, testimony to accept the invitation to uh, receive an ordinance important as a baptism and confirmation. I'm so glad you brought that up because it really highlights the need for missionaries to plan how they will prepare people for an invitation and then plan how they will support the person after the invitation has been extended. Um, So you just made me think of that. If someone is really struggling with an invitation that we have extended them, what can we do as missionaries? Maybe we have invited them several times and they keep struggling. They have not been able to do the invitation. What can we do? I know when I struggle with something like that, I like to break it up into smaller chunks and start to work on it. So when you think about uh, a, a missionary inviting someone to do something, so it's, it's elders and sisters say you're inviting them to attend church and they haven't come yet. Perhaps you could get them to come to a church tour and help them feel the spirit in, 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 this, in the chapel and that would help them to take that next step. Or if they haven't, you've invited them to read the Book of Mormon and they didn't read. It's coming back and maybe it's reading with them, having a member read with them, or even saying, let's just read a few verses. 
with, with missionary work today, technology is such a powerful tool to be able to keep in contact in more normal and natural ways. Yeah. I just think about sending a nice text reminder uh, or, or a small message to, to the people you're teaching so that they can feel that feeling again that's that, that they need to so that they can continue to grow. Yeah. And another thing is ask more questions. Hmm. Probably they have a, they don't understand the invitation. And, and or probably they have a challenge. We don't know if we continue sending that invitation and they are not accepting that invitation and not acting as we were expecting. Well, we need to ask more questions and increase more love and be more patient and focus again on the Savior. He has the power. He can help us. The Holy Ghost can help us and be inspired. And we can read and we can pray and we can invite uh, members, but probably we need to increase love. Hmm. Because uh, ev every, everyone is uh, different. As the Savior did, individually try to help them because their challenges were different in every case. So it's not the same invitation uh, with everyone, different invitations, but just again focus on what mattered most, the love and the Savior's uh, power. Yeah. I love what you said about increasing love. Preaching My Gospel actually says, express your gratitude for their progress and your confidence that they can succeed. Encourage them whenever you are with them. So the, the feeling you mentioned of if the invitation is coming from the Savior, he will be patient with them and he will work with them and he will continue to love them even if it takes time. I love that thought. If I can share this experience, I remember one occasion when I accompanied uh, two elders to um, teach a lesson with a, a, a sister who was uh, rejecting the invitation to quit smoking. Yeah. She didn't want to, to change. She, she was willing to, to, bap, to be baptized, but not quitting uh, smoking. We were there in that, in that uh, lesson, and she was pondering about... Uh, all that has been taught to, to her. And, and at some point, we told to her, our Heavenly Father loves you. He wants to bless you. He wants to bless your family. And we are here because we love you. The Lord is inviting you to change your life. What are you going to do with an invitation coming from Him? <laughs> and she said, okay. I'm ready to be baptized. Because she felt the Spirit. Instead of using too many words, using too many scriptures or uh, quotes from the leaders, sometimes we need to put the Savior at some point in front of them or a Heavenly Father and connect them with the Spirit to help them feel the need to change instead to be to feel that they need to be forced to change. What a beautiful story. Thank you so much for sharing that with us. Thank you. Is there anything else you want to add today? I've just been thinking about that we're all on this journey to return back to our Heavenly Father and that these covenants 
that are made that we make along the way. That's how we return, and we uh, we have as members have an opportunity to go through that. Missionaries have an opportunity to participate in that, and they have the sacred opportunity to invite others. And our heavenly Father wants us to keep growing. And and so I think that these principles even apply to missionaries, as they can they can continue to grow throughout their mission. I'm thinking about things that I learned on my mission that I'm still learning now, and and so. But most importantly, I think that the Savior is with us as we're taking those steps. He helps us along the way. And I just, I know that this is his work and, and he lives. And I'm so grateful for these young men and women that are serving, young elders and sisters that are serving. I just have so much respect for them. Yeah, and I wanted to say that uh, we love missionaries, elders and sisters. And surely they do not know how much we love them. We love them so very much, and we pray for them. It's hard. It's not easy to extend invitation. But the Lord will be there with his Spirit if we study the Scriptures, use the words of the prophets, and focus on the Savior, and expressing real and great love for the people. We will have more and better and spiritual experiences, extending invitations in a normal and a natural way. Every week, we are talking about the curriculum for Sunday school or for priesthood. Come, follow me. It's not just a course, or it's not just a, a title. It's an invitation from the Savior every week to come follow him. We are in, in an area where uh, uh, the missionaries can extend invitations without fear because the Lord loves them. He knows them by name. He knows his, their challenges. He's willing to bless them and support them. Thank you. Thank you so much. Elders and sisters, thanks for listening today. We are so grateful that you accepted the invitation to serve missions, and we know you're doing great work to help invite others coming to Christ. We love you, and we pray for you, and we know you can do this. Mm-hmm.